And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I am your host, Wes Tankersley. Tonight, we got a special solo, non-solo episode. I got my buddy Jay in the house, Jay Finning. He has been a great mentor to me and helped me to create this podcast that I've got going. He's been a guest a couple of times and I had some stuff this morning that I was thinking about, and I just thought it'd be good to kind of break it down with Jay and kind of have a conversation about this type of thing that is pretty exciting to me. I was listening to Lewis Howes talk about the law of, of attraction, which, Jay, I'm not attracted to you. But is, um, Are you attracted to me? I'm not. I'm not attracted to you, but I am attracted to the types of things that you, the personality you have, the way that you help me, the, the type of types of things that you you do with everyone. And I think that that kind of put us in the same space. We're, we're in different places. I'm in Idaho, you're in Arizona, but actually it looks like, are you on Mars? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm fucking with my filters here. I don't know if we're actually going to do anything with it, but. So anyway, uh, that's where I kind of want to start with. I think that, you know, a couple, couple, I don't know, probably six months ago, I talked to someone about surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And I think that someone, you know, someone kind of bashed me about that and said, don't surround yourself with like-minded people. You need to surround yourself with people who have different opinions and, you know, you, you can't just be one, one way, you know, I think that that kind of got misunderstood. What does that mean to you to surround yourself with like-minded people? Yeah. Again, that's one of those things that it, it could be two things, right? But when you, when you hear that it's from a success standpoint, so basically you don't want to surround yourself with Debbie Downers. You want to surround yourself with people who are on a similar road to success, even if it's not the same profession, right? like the, your, your master group, right? I want to take over the world and I'm a go-getter and I want to be around other people who want to take over the world and they're go-getters because through that, you motivate each other. It's not about, it, it's not like you're saying, I need a bunch of yes men to agree with me and not oppose me because that's not surrounding yourself with like-minded people. That's surrounding yourself with people who have a servitude attitude. Right. And I mean, that's cool too, but Surrounding yourself with like-minded people, that is 100% what that means. So if someone were to process that differently, then, you know, maybe they should go back and kind of evaluate because when you hear that, you only hear it from, from, uh, from, a, from a place of success and gain and growth. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest thing. I think that most people think about that. Like if I'm going to surround myself with like-minded people. What I mean by that is I'm going to surround myself with people who are positive that have the same types of goals as me. because when I'm around a negative person who is just negative all the time. My go-to is to just become a negative person, right? And I start talking in that negative way. Um, you become kind of, you kind of have a shitty attitude. It just, it turns into shit. And, and that's what I'm, what I'm talking about because I think that you have to, and that's what I like about you and our relationship and the people that we've met along the way is that we all have this common goal to be better. And you and I disagree on stuff and people don't see that, but you know, we do a lot of things together and we do disagree on stuff, but that doesn't mean that we don't talk right. to each other anymore. And I think that that's the biggest thing is people right now, they're like, Hey, so-and-so is anti-vaxxer, right? Like, okay, well, that's, that's their choice. Right. And they'll tell you how they feel about it. You can tell them how you feel about it and then you can just do whatever the hell you want, but that doesn't mean that you can't be friends. Right. And you can't grow off of each other. Yeah. The adult learns to separate those things. Because you're right, we don't see eye to eye on everything, but we understand each other's position. We respect each other's position. And there's times we agree to disagree without any conflict. It's like, all right, moving on. So what are you drinking? You know, 
Yeah. And that's what I like about that. I think that, that, I think we we're missing that. So when, when we talk, when I'm talking about that, I just, you know, I'm glad to have a different perspective on that, that it's not me just being like, Hey, you're crazy. Cause you think that this is all it is. It's not all unicorns and rainbows. We all have different, we have different opinions, but we're, we have the same common goal. So that's what surrounding yourself with like-minded people. I was going to say, and you know, to be fair, not everybody's heard those terms. So it's kind of, you know, maybe you just haven't been exposed to that. So that's your first thought, but you have heard of, you know, don't hang around with people who are, who aren't going to disagree with you and don't hang around with people who are always put you down. But you know, it's about exposure. Cause I come up with saying, I, I say these things all the time. And sometimes even my wife's like, I've never heard that before. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's like, you hear that everywhere. So there's always somebody who's not really exposed to those type of sayings. So maybe I'm just trying to give people a pass, but that's, you know, what like-minded people means. Yeah. And I think you're a little, sometimes you're a little more understanding than me, but I think that comes with, you know, the five years you got on me, you're a little bit wiser. You've been around a little bit longer. And, you know, honestly, I haven't been through as much shit as a lot of people have been through, you know, I'm, I've kind of grown up in a pretty sheltered life and I've learned to realize that what I had wasn't, wasn't that. Another thing that I kind of want to talk about too, is like giving other people power. What do you think about this? So when I say giving other people power, so someone gave me that negative comment about like, don't do that, blah, blah, blah. Like they just kind of went off on me. And I, I know we had the conversation cause I remember it, you know, you might not remember it cause I babble a lot, but we talked about like negative power, negative people doing or doing negative things. And I feel like in my mind, when you give them the power, because that's what you're doing, they're trying to create this, they're trying to piss you off. They're trying to create this upheaval in your life. They're wanting to just, they're wanting to piss you off. And by doing that, they take, they take the power. They have control over you for that moment when they piss you off. How do you feel about that? So people who know how to get under your skin. Right. Okay. All right. I, I mean, people like that, I mean, they're obviously not positive people. Sometimes they don't even know they're doing it. Sometimes they, they do know they're doing it and kind of a form of aggression or, or superiority, you know, or intimidation. But I think that, you know, it's so much easier to say, well, don't let it bother you, you know, but right. it's okay if something bothers you, but, it, but if you don't act on it, I think that's something that people have to, to work harder on. Because every time you respond in an equally negative energy way to them imposing their negative power on you, it just kind of helps beat the beast. It's like, I still have control over them. And even if they don't consciously think about it, they know, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like making fun of this, the other person. So we all had groups of friends, right? And there's always one kid that people made fun of, or, you know, if you have five guys, guy number one is always making fun of guy number five. Right. You know, and, and when they get older, guy number one, guy number five is two times the size of guy number one, but guy number one might still crack a few things until the, the, the other guy's like, Hey man, that shit ain't cool no more. We ain't kids. You say it again and you're done. And then, you know, cause he fired back and it's like, Oh shit, I no longer have that this power, this energy over this person. Hey man, I'm just joking around, man, you know, for, for old time's sake. So, you know, that could, that could go a bunch of ways, I guess, but you know, that's my interpretation of that. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a power move. Um, and sometimes people don't realize they're doing it. Sometimes people take advantage of it because it's not a big deal because they've allowed it to happen for so long and didn't realize it is actually hurting the other person, you know? So what do you, what do you think about this? This is, this is the way that I've kind of, I've gone about this. And I know we've talked a few times about it. I've had people say stuff about certain things that I do, you know, just, they're trying to give me constructive criticism. That's a whole different thing, right? It does bother you. Constructive criticism does sometimes 
just because you're like, well, shit, why didn't I think of that? Or they're just stupid. They don't know what I'm doing. And you kind of go that way. But have you ever like thought you look at them and you look at what they're going through and think how, how bad do they have to feel about themselves that they have to tear someone else down? Have you ever thought about it that way? Fortunately, no. I mean, to me, it's easy to kind of go that route. It's like, well, they're just making fun of you because because they don't know any better or because, you know, and, and that's kind of, you know, that's what we tell our kids, right? We tell them when they come home from school, well, they're just making fun of you because they're jealous, you know, and that's kind of not really always the case. But I think like, like I've said before, sometimes there's a truth in every criticism, whether it's constructive or negative criticism. And it's up to us to kind of process that and decide, you know, okay, that makes sense. Or I can understand why they say that, given that maybe they haven't really invested as much time into really understanding what it is they just said, or they haven't invested enough time in me. So if someone gives me criticism on my podcast, for example, you know, hard parking podcast, non-automotive automotive podcast, you know, usually it's, Hey, why don't, why don't you try doing this? Or how about we add another segment to your show? And I'm sitting there thinking, well, based on what you just said, I can tell you haven't listened to my show. And if you've listened to it, you haven't listened to it very often. Uh, I'll take your suggestion with a grain of salt noted. I appreciate it. In my mind, I'm thinking, you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. But if it's somebody who listens to the show all the time, you know, someone like yourself, Brian, right. then that feedback way, it, it's more meaningful because I know that you've invested time to find out what the show is really about. And you're just kind of throwing, and, and it's coming from a good place because if it's coming from a, you know, like, like a true criticism place, you wouldn't be listening to it. Or I'd say, fuck you. You're not a friend of mine because you should have told me that shit three years ago. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things where you get a good sample of it, right? You can't just say, oh, I listened to one show and it was shit, right? Because if right. I went back and I listened to my very first show or I went back and listened to your very first show, I can guarantee you, you're going to go, I know you'll pick it apart. I know how you are. And I, and I would pick it apart too, because you taught me how to pick it apart. So it's one of those things where you just, you can't look past that, but then you know what you need to do to improve upon it. That's, and yeah. that's a big thing. Like people who don't have vested interest in it, you can really tell who those people are. So yeah. one last thing I want to talk about, you know, I think that the biggest thing with my show, you know, Shaping Success, it talks, we talk about like, it's, it's not out of the, it's not out of the, out of the realm of what can actually happen. But what it starts with is you have to be willing to believe in yourself and understand that you can do it. And that's part of this law of attraction. And I know you don't know much about it, but I know that when I read that book, I, I, there was all this stuff that just started happening. And it's because I'm doing that stuff on my own anyway. I'm trying to find people like you. I'm trying to find people like Brian. I'm trying to find people like Zach, the people that we, you know, our core group of people that we talk to about podcasts and things like that, which we've made all four of us better, you know, and that's, one of the things that I really enjoy, but you have to understand that you have to believe in yourself in order to make it happen. I mean, is there any time that you have a doubt that you can't make it happen? Is there, what, what do you go through with that? I always have doubts. I always have doubts. And, and then I sit back and kind of evaluate the process. And I th I've said this before on your show, for example, you just, you have to find ways to stay motivated and it's not like tricking yourself, but it's, it's holding yourself accountable. Because that in itself is a very responsible thing, more so than tricking yourself, right? So when I get companies to sponsor segments of the show, I can't live off of that. But now I'm accountable because they've paid me to do something for them. And even if I'm going through doubts, I still need to produce what I need to produce to get it done. 
if you're not, I feel like if you're not doubting yourself when you're, when you're into doing things, whether it's sports, whether it's computer work, some sort of hobby, podcasting, video production, then you're not challenging yourself to, to be better. No one's harder on you than you are harder on you, but you can also kind of pull back a little bit. You know, right. it's like I can criticize my own show, but not so much to where I'm going to be up till three o'clock every morning trying to make it better. It's like, okay, here's the things that I need to work on and I want to see improvement over time. Right. And so that's kind of my approach when it comes to those negative thoughts. You know, you and I have talked about the episodes. Okay. So maybe my downloads are down, but what could I be doing better? You know, am I convinced that my overall production quality needs to improve? I'm not, you know, it's going to take a set of professional ears and I'll listen to their opinions on the matter, but I've heard enough feedback to suggest that I'm doing okay. Right. So what else can I do? Well, I can continue growing or trying to build my, my website that's eight months overdue. You know, so that's the next goal out there. Okay, so once I do that, then I can add a store. And those are things I could be doing better. So anytime I'm, I kind of get down and have doubts, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not done. I'm not done doing everything I set out to do. So why am I doubting myself? I need to just get off my ass and, you know, stop playing video games on my phone. Stop juggling two full-time jobs. You know, stop doing the car culture. Stop pressing shirts, you know, for people. And hold myself accountable and, and get it done. And then once I have all that stuff done, then I can, you know, I'll probably find something else to question and kind of get down on. So what, I, what I'm hearing there is that it's never done. It's never done. It's you can never, never be, yeah, you can never be happy with what it is. And you do a lot of stuff. I, I, I don't know how you do it. I, I mean, you just do, you just like, you're kind of like that energizer bunny, I swear. And, and I know it's like, Hey, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm doing that. You know, one auto, hard parking, two jobs selling shirts. I mean, it, it's a hustle thing, right? I mean, you always got to be finding something to keep you going. And I, and I really appreciate that. So. Yeah. We have a saying in the car world, the build is never complete. Yeah. You're always changing something on your car. Always, always. And yeah. same with their shirts, you know, our good buddy, Brian, you know, he does his, he makes shirts for his warriors collection. And I end up, I was like, okay, well, why, why not? You know, I, I picked up a shirt press for pretty cheap. And, you know, decided that I was going to start pressing my own labels because I didn't want to pay someone $2 a piece for the small little tag that says large and extra large and just kind of took off from there. Yeah. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking time. I know I want to be, I know you got, you got someone coming to come buy your car finally, which has been a long time right. coming. But uh, thanks for having the conversation with me. If you guys haven't checked out Jay's podcast, it's called the Hard Parking Podcast. You can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then also tune into us. Jay and I do an IG live every Wednesday called One Drink Wednesday. We hang out. We have some pretty cool guests. We've had Noah Nelson on, Mitchell Bailey, Ryan Eversley. Ryan Eversley. We got a we got a pretty good one tonight coming on. I mean, this is Wednesday. We're we're August fourth. This probably won't come out till then. But you can always go back and check out our IG TV channels. I host one week. Jay hosts the other. It's Jay's turn to host. Check it out. Come hang out with us. Jay, do you have any anything else you want to say to anyone? Anywhere we can reach you? Anything you want to pop out there before we go? No, thank you for having me on your show again. We're, we're kind of recurring guests because we value each other's opinions. Um, the Hard Parking Podcast is available anywhere you typically get your podcast. And if you think it's just cars, you couldn't be more wrong. I just recently released an episode with a guy who was adopted as an infant and reconnected with his mother at the age of 37. You know, before that, I 
did an episode with a guy who whose mother didn't want him when he was five years old and whose father physically like physically beat him for four, for until he was 14 and he got kicked out because his father wanted to marry remarry and the woman said you can't keep your son so he she shipped him to the states to live with his mother again the same one who didn't want him and the father had to pay her to take him in you know so it's it's yeah we talk about cars a little bit but we also talk about the people who sit behind the wheel because at the end of the day they're real people just like anybody else yeah, and I have a challenge to everyone who's listened to this. Go listen to what was it twenty? Was it twenty twenties Father's Day episode? Was that this your first year one? Was pretty good too, but yeah, the Father's it Day was. twenty twenty was good. That's the one that that's the very first episode that I listened to of Jay's, and that had me hooked. I've listened to every episode since, so uh, check that out. There's there's a bunch there. So, all right, everyone. Well, thanks for tuning in. I hope that you found a little value in this. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success.